Hello everybody and welcome to another edition of The Room, the transfer podcast room brought to you by FC Transfer Room. Uh, I'm Richie and I will be one of your hosts and I'm joined today by Chris. How are you, Chris? I'm not bad, mate. I'm not bad at all. Happy to be back on the pod um, and chat all things LFC. I mean, I've been skirting here, there and everywhere in the world at the moment, um, but I'm always glad to be back, uh, back in my roots. Yeah, talking about your one true love that is Liverpool Football Club. And we have Dan as well with us. Dan, you are becoming a regular on the podcast. Um, how is everything with you? It's doing great, man. I'm ready to to record these spontaneous episodes that we always have issues with technical difficulties, but I'm ready to go. How's it going, Richie? You okay, man? Yes, very well. Yeah, we're off, um, off the back of a Newcastle win. And um, it was a very hard-fought victory, a really solid victory, I thought. It's quite a professional job that all of us did. And, you know, there was no one perhaps more professional on that football pitch than James Milner, and there probably hasn't been in the past six seasons for Liverpool. That man is a constant professional. Um, deservedly, you know, getting the plaudits for, for running that midfield, for pulling the strings, and obviously for that really crucial tackle for the Naby Keita goal as well. Um, Rumours today speaking about uh, James Milner is that he's set to extend his contract, which I personally think is only good news uh, by an extra year. We know how important he is for Jurgen Klopp. He's been quite outspoken in the past weekend about that. Um, Chris, thoughts on on Millie and uh, a one-year contract extension, well, that's looking likely? Yeah, it's really good news. Um, I think to have a professional like James Milner in, in, in any dressing room for young players like Harvey Elliott, Curtis Jones, Kate Gordon to, to be looking up to it, it is magnificent. Um, my only concern would be as to how much minutes he would get and how many minutes he would get, sorry. Um, I think he will get even less next season than he has done this season. Um, but it, it, I don't think he should be anywhere near the uh, the central midfield starting berth. I don't think he should be near the second team, really. Um, but like, he's clearly done a great job. He can fill in for 10 minutes at the end of games. Brilliant. But uh, but yeah, I, I think it's a great move for behind the scenes more than on the field. Yeah, absolutely. And it looks certainly like that's what Jurgen Klopp perhaps has in mind. Um, he talks about his leadership qualities and he talks about him being a leader, not just on the pitch, actually away from the pitch as well. And I think that's perhaps what we're, we're, we're maybe, you know, keeping that leader in the dressing room. And I think that's really, really important because the youth players like, the, the, you know, Elliot and Jones, etc., who you mentioned, speak so highly of him. So to have someone as influential and, you know, experienced as that um, is, is certainly only going to benefit Liverpool. I don't think, you know, his minutes will will be dictated by James Milner. I think he knows that he's in the twilight of his career. I personally quite like seeing him coming on with 10 minute, 15 minute cameos at the moment, just to settle things down. Um, I think that he does a fantastic job. Uh, Dan, you thought your thoughts? Uh, I mean, I'm just so, so happy that James Miller is still at the club. I also like to see him from time to time, you know, whether that's in um, cup matches, whether that's uh, on easy matches against, you know, like relegation sides. But the fact, just like Chris was saying, I mean, there's something else other than the the performance package that you get with, with Milner. He's always given you above average performances, and he's always given you that leadership incentive to the team. So it, there's it's, it's basically the same as having Adrian on the team. The only difference is that James Miller actually gives you above average performances, unlike Adrian. But I'm just I'm just glad to have him on. Yeah, absolutely, and. Um... I'm glad that we've kept him because I think he's played every position for Liverpool. So I'm waiting for that goalkeeping 
appearance so he can check that one off as well perhaps next season uh, when we've obviously won the league with like eight games left to go he can maybe fill in in goal and uh, <laughs> check off that as well um, speaking of transfer news I'm going to hand over to Dan now for our weekly transfer roundup perfect so we have a few uh, let's see if we can get them finished in a few minutes so here we go. So just like we said a few moments ago, uh, the Telegraph actually reported that James Milner has been offered another contract with Liverpool. It seems to be just one year extension. And Telegraph also say that he is likely and he's certain to extend his contract and signed that thing. Perfect. We also have uh, reports from both Neil Jones and also Paul Joyce, arguably two of the most reliable journalists uh, for Liverpool. Both of them confirming Liverpool's interest in Aurel and Chomeni from Monaco. Um, both reports say something similar, uh, mainly that uh, Chomeni is high up on Jurgen Klopp's transfer list. Uh, and then there's also interest from Real Madrid. So there's going to be a battle between both sides to see who ends up getting the midfielder. Um, also reports from Paul Joyce from the Times saying that Liverpool are very interested in 18-year-old right-back Calvin Ramsey, who plays for Aberdeen. There's interest from Leeds United, but it seems like Liverpool are going to go all out for the young Ryback. Also, of course, we haven't really mentioned it yet, but the biggest news of the week is that Jurgen Klopp extended with Liverpool. This is actually an official announcement. He has signed until 2026. And, uh, David Maddock from Mirror actually reported that there's uh, an extension clause in his contract in case Jurgen wants to extend a further year or two. And to finish up, there's a report from Neil Jones, also from Goal, saying that uh, Liverpool really like Jude Bellingham and are keeping a close eye on the Borussia Dortmund midfielder, but there is an expectation that a move this summer is very unlikely considering his price tag and his contract. Paul Joyce have also said this, but they say that a move for a year or two could be on the cards. So, um, that's pretty much it for me. Uh, that's the transfer roundup of the week. Excellent. I'll, um, I'll hand over to Chris. Chris, is there anything in there that's, that stands out to you? Yeah, Calvin Ramsey. Um, I love the SPFL. It's, it's a very, very bad, uh, a bad reputation down south. Um, but he is a player who will be, he'll be absolutely fantastic in the future. Coming to the Aberdeen side this year, um for for the first time um he, he's made 31 appearances in a side that's really struggled you, you you'll probably think of Aberdeen as a team sort of near the top of the Scottish Premiership but this season they're in a relegation battle um after they saw uh sacked Derek McInnes um and Ramsey has just been the only shining light for them he's got eight goals and eight, eight assists and one goal from right back at just 18 years of age uh, he models himself on Trent Alexander-Arnold, the Scottish uh, Young Player of the Year as well. He's someone to watch, and if we can get this one over the line, it'll be it'll be a real coup, I think. Um, yeah, no, I don't no, know no, if you guys have seen it, but uh, it seems like he has a few goal contributions in the league already. And for the fact the amount of matches that he's played and the fact that he's 18 years old, um, it's only positive news. So I, I am in the same train as Chris, and this one I think is a huge prospect that we should totally go for. What um what did you say was the rumored fee? Be around six million. Um, so effectively, Aberdeen rejected a four point eight million deal from Bologna in January. Um, so I don't know if you know, but Aaron Hickey he went from Hearts to Bologna, and Aaron Hickey actually recommended 
uh, Calvin Ramsey to the club. He rejected a £4.8 million move in January. So it's probably going to be around six or seven million, which will be a very big fee for Aberdeen. Yeah, absolutely. But again, it's it's very, very low risk from Liverpool's point of view for an 18-year-old. Um, it looks like, obviously, Neko Williams is perhaps going to Fulham. So there is a void there to be filled off. I think Gomez has done fantastic. Now, whether or not he wants more minutes in the Premier League, you know, with World Cup year, I can completely understand that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, you know, he, he played. He's quite advanced, isn't it? I think he can play in right midfield as well, Calvin Ramsey. So he certainly isn't, you know, isn't a player shy to go forwards, much like obviously our beloved right back Trent Alexander Arnold at the minute, too. Um with with the news on Nico, obviously we've seen him all for Fulham. How impressed have we been, really, that, that Nico Williams has just been flying in that championship? He's been excellent, hasn't he? Um they won seven nil tonight, Fulham. So uh, I'm sure they'll be making uh, making moves for Nico. What what a player he is as well, by the way. Very underrated by our fan base, I feel. And I think he's going to go on to be a consistent player in the Premier League for years to come. Absolutely. And then um, also another thing that I wanted to to mention that I didn't really mention as a report is that uh, the Daily the Daily Mail are actually coming back with the news saying that um, Joe Gomez is highly targeted by uh, by Aston Villa and Steven Gerrard's side which just brings to mind and makes me think, I mean, the fact that we're going after a young right back and the fact that maybe we're willing to offload Joe Gomez, despite what Jurgen Klopp said, that he's completely happy with Joe Gomez and that he's, and despite the reports claiming that he's part of Jurgen Klopp's plans, you know, like long-term, uh, it just makes me feel a bit uncertain about Joe Gomez's future. And I was going to ask you guys, are you guys happy with how Joe Gomez has been performing on Ryback? Or do you guys really think that we should actually move for a Ryback target uh, in, in the summer? Um, okay, well, I mean, I'm, I'm more than happy with Gomez at, at right back because he can obviously fill in at centre-back and he's versatile. I think this summer will depend on a lot of what Joe Gomez wants. And if he wants more minutes, he's not going to get in ahead of Trent. We see Trent play almost every game, you know. So if he wants minutes for that Qatar World Cup, then he's probably not going to get them at Liverpool with Kanate, Matip, and Van Dijk ahead of him in its centre back position as well. So I think it will. I think if Gomez wants to go, then you know Klopp will absolutely give him his blessing. I think so would the Liverpool fans as well, especially if he's going to go, you know, and work with Steven Gerrard. But I personally would like to see him stay. But as I said, I think this one might come down to what Joe Gomez wants more than what perhaps the fans and Jurgen Klopp want. And I think things move very quickly in football as well. Um, let's not forget that Joe Gomez two years ago was Liverpool's first choice centre-back. Um, Joel Matip was actually fourth choice at the time with Dejan Lovren ahead of him. Um, thing, things do move very, very quickly. Um, and I've always the, of the opinion that, that, that Gomez should stick around and wait for his opportunity because he could grasp it with both, with both of his hands and become the starting man by Van Dijk once again. Um, he, In my humble opinion, and it's something that gets disagreed with a lot, I don't think Liverpool have ever looked as defensively solid as when Van Dijk and Gomez were were the were the centre half partnership in 2018-19. Um I, I just think they they brought something different. Um and they and they look a lot less less sort of aesthetically risky, but you know that that's that's just how it is. But yeah, I think he is still in in the plans. Um and that's and it's a squad game as well. Um so yeah, I th- if I would be quite annoyed if Gomez did did get let go. And and um, I mean, but if he did end up leaving, I think the question is: Would you guys move for a, a new center back in this in the summer? Do you guys think it's reasonable to move for a new center back, or do you think you guys 
Um, you know, maybe our Ben Davies and Seb Van Vanderberg coming back. Are you guys comfortable with them maybe being the fourth, fifth option, or do you think we need a new center back if Joe leaves? I mean, it's it's quite ironic that Klopp has been talking about Reese Williams this week, almost the forgotten man at Liverpool. Let's not forget it was Reese Williams and Nat Phillips who almost, you know, at, at that centre back position took us into the Champions League, playing at you know playing at centre back because they were the only ones left. Um, I mean, I think he probably would need a centre back if Gomez goes. And let's not forget, he's probably going to fetch a lot of money because A, he's English, and B, he's Premier League proven. I completely agree with, with what Chris said earlier. Matip's time is not not coming to an end by any stretch of the imagination, but you know he is now, you know, along with Van Dijk, getting older in terms of Premier League age. Now Van Dijk is absolutely sensational. Matip this season, ironically, has probably been the fittest he's ever been. So I always thought that Kanate and Gomez would perhaps, you know, be Liverpool's future pairing at centre back. But again. I suppose it depends on what Joe Gomez wants. I'd completely understand if Klopp wants him in his plans and Gomez wanted to move on if he wasn't. So, yeah, I mean, Gomez is a tough one. I don't know who you would bring in at centre-back, if I'm honest. Um, we, because... we can uh, recall the... Uh, do you remember, Richie? This is one of your favourite players because I know that in every episode that you do, you probably mention him. But um, there's been reports claiming that we are behind Glayson Bremer from Torino. David Carmo, it seems, I believe it was Neil Jones reporting that we're still looking for David Carmo. So um, there's two of two choices that we could possibly go for. If Isn't it, right Car- did I see Carmo might be going to Leicester as well? Um, yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Not interested, to be honest. He's so <laughs> he's too slow for me. It was, the time when, yeah. it was at the time when, when it was either David Carmo or the defender from Marseille, what was it? Car, who actually yeah. gave, yeah, um, actually gave um, a goal away. I don't know if you saw the Conference League games. Um, he gave a goal away in the in their semi final. Who were they playing? I can't even remember now. It, it, I rated him so highly. I was I was yeah, so gone from my head. But yeah, I, he, he I, literally passed to them. Yeah, I remember watching, and I was like, "Oh, this is the guy that we." Uh, PSV, right? Yeah, there you go. PSV Eindhoven, that was it. Yeah, so uh, and I remember watching that, thinking, "Oh, maybe uh, you know, Kanate was definitely the better choice waiting waiting for him." Um, I thought he was going to say, "Who I mentioned every week, Rafini can't play centre back." What are you talking about? <laughs> um, I think we can all firmly agree we're off that train. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, especially if Mo Salah gets his contract over. So, um, I mean, other other rumours, I suppose, that we mentioned were two midfield players. Now, with Milner set to stay, you know, I. I I think that we're probably all in the same boat. Bellingham is perhaps if they're going to lose Haaland in Dortmund, which it looks nailed on that he's going to be joining Manchester City in the summer, they probably won't want to lose Bellingham in the same window. So that might be one to hold on to for next year. Um, I think Bellingham is probably... The way that Liverpool are going is destined to play for Liverpool, if I'm honest, and I really hope that's the case. All the fans seem to want it, um, and there's certainly no denying it on either side. Um I mean, what does that do to the midfield, the current midfield? I think we mentioned perhaps, as again, much to Chris's annoyance that Oxlade Chamberlain's days. That it's not up. anymore, mate. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> I've come to terms with it. And you know what? I'm, I've, I, I, he, he has done enough now to, to see even swerve my judgment. That's how far it's gone. <laughs> mm, he's not, yeah. Paul, I mean, he needs minutes, and he's not going to. He's not going to get minutes ahead of that Liverpool team at the moment. I think it spoke volumes, as we've said. James Milner was in ahead of him. What I mean, if we are looking at midfield, 
You know, if we are looking at midfielders coming in, which seems to be the topic, well, what does that do with Elliot? What does it do with Jones? You know, how, how does their future shape? Well, age-wise, yeah, you can't. James Brown is thirty-seven. Jordan Henderson, his minutes are going to dwindle over the next few years. Um, Thiago's thirty. Uh, Fabinho's twenty-eight. I mean, that, that's not old, by the way. I'm just saying, and players are playing longer nowadays. Um, I just think I, I still think they'll get a lot of minutes, and the way football's going, you're going to need eight midfielders by the time. Well, especially with time the and with your five sub rule now next year as well, they're going to get have more minutes anyway with the five sub rule. Plus, there's six extra, uh, sorry, four extra Champions League group games coming in in several years' time, um, which is going to again mess with everything. There's it's going to be <laughs> we're going to need massive NFL like squads to be honest. Um, so, so I don't think it will change much to be honest. If we want to go deep in all these competitions, then we're going to have to have all of these players, and they're all going to have to play their part. I, I still think Curtis Jones and Harvey Elliott will, will progressively get more minutes every season as it goes on. But yeah, it's gonna, it, it'll be interesting to see, especially if a superstar midfielder comes in. Come, come the summer. Um, I mean, I would like to hear both of your guys' opinions on this, but once the summer gets here, how many players do you get rid of, especially in the midfield? Who do you get, like, for example, Richie, in the midfield, how many players are you taking off or selling in the summer if you were to sell any? Um, I mean, if it was just down to me, now that obviously Milner is extended, and I probably would have done, you know, would have, if I was Jurgen Klopp, I'd be looking to do that too, because you know, as we mentioned earlier, um, for me, it's probably just Oxlade Chamberlain. I wouldn't want to get rid of Jones and Elliot. I think they're too, too, they have too much potential and too much ability. Um, so for me, it would just be Ox if I'm if I'm completely honest. Yeah, and Chris, um, do you stick with James Milner, or you're in the boat that maybe we can? Should get rid of him in the summer. Nah, nah. I, I, I'd agree. I, I'd get rid of Ox. There is an argument. Now, I am not on this train, but there is an argument that Navi Keita should be sold because he's got a year left on his contract. Um, and clearly, apart from this season, he's not been very reliable in terms of his minutes. But obviously, I'm not on that train. He's, he's playing the best he's ever played for Liverpool. I'd give him a new deal as well. But for me, it's Oxley Chamberlain out and a and other in. Wonderful. I'm I'm in the same boat. Which, by the way, reminds me, uh, Chris, that you brought it to the conversation. We did a poll asking the followers on Twitter. By the way, if you haven't followed us yet, which is very unlikely because we usually send the followers to the podcast. But if you haven't followed us yet, go follow us. We did a poll asking: Should Liverpool renew Naby Keita's contract? Um, and by the way, three thousand people replied to the poll, and it was 97% that thought yes. So it seems like Naby Keita completely turned around, um, uh, you know, like the, the the thoughts of everyone. And I think I'm also in the same boat. We should totally give him a new contract. He's been exceptional, and I think he's part of the future if he can stay fit. Yeah, that's uh, that's 97% is is pretty overwhelming to be fair, and I completely agree. I think he's I think he's played his way into a new contract because six months ago it didn't look likely. I think he was looking like he was he was perhaps leaving in the summer. That's what the reports were saying. But his recent form has been sensational. And let's be honest, we all knew that there was a player in there, and it was just keeping him fit. And those physios at Liverpool this year must have been working twenty four seven to keep Cater and Matip fairly fit. And plus. You know, Thiago had his injury problems and, you know, he's he's stayed fit. And we have been fortunate that we, we haven't suffered that much. I know at the start of the season, it looked like 
was going to have a midfield conundrum where we had uh, the likes of Tyler Morton coming in. But but since then, you know, it's just been sensational. And it, it's no surprise that since January, we haven't really had an injury crisis and we've won most games. So, you know, long may it continue. Um, what, um, so thoughts, again, again, you know, Dan, you mentioned it earlier to Chimeni. So Madrid have, some reports are saying they're pulled out of the race because they're looking at their own uh, youngsters in Camavinga and Valder. It, it looks like he is on the move and it's a rumoured £42 million that Monaco want for him. I think they would love a bidding war, if I'm honest. Manchester United might get dragged into it. Chelsea might get dragged into it as well. But for me, if if, if, the, if Liverpool have a genuine interest and I'm too Chimeni, I'm not looking anywhere else, especially now knowing that Klopp's got an extension on his contract. I think that this lad is sensational from, from what I've seen of him. Um he deployed more often than the holding midfielder, but obviously he can go advanced. He can go into that eight role as well. And I know that Chris have got Chris has got some percentile facts as well for us about him. He's just for me, he's so dynamic. Um, his defensive stats are so impressive as well. He's over six foot tall. We know how good Liverpool are at set pieces, so he, he will add to that. You know, current mix of aerial threats already at Anfield. Um, for me, something that stood out is. He finds himself in the 88th percentile versus other midfielders at shots per game. And he averages just over a shot a game. He's found the back of the net once, but he finds himself in that advanced midfield position that Cato and Thiago pop up in. And for me, Liverpool's goals from midfield are just as important as, you know, as the ones at the top. Because sometimes, you know, games where we're playing against the low block and Salah's got two men on him, you need that midfielder, that advanced midfielder to come in and take a pop shot much like Naby Keita did, you know, to go on that run. Um, but Chris has got some more outstanding uh, statistics for us. So I'll, I'll pass over to Chris as well. Mate, this boy, this boy would be an absolute bargain. I'm telling you right now, if we get him for under six, under 60 million, I think we're getting a very, very good deal. Um, 22 years old, French international already. He's got, he's six foot two, as you mentioned. Um, but the one thing that, that that amazes me, it's not only it's not the flashy 98th percentile in interceptions, which is amazing. He's he, he's almost beating every player in the world in that statistic um, for in his position. But it's the the progressiveness of his passing. I think he's in the 83rd percentile for that. Now that is something that I think Jurgen Klopp will look at and think, I like this. I like this boy. Um, he a lot of accusations got thrown at some potential players last season for being very negative and denying attacks from midfield. Um, but this boy does not do that. He is he is not only an absolute beast and an engine, he's a technician. He's someone we want. I'll tell you that now. <laughs> and and just to kind of close up this stat segment that we're, that we're doing here, and I think Chris hinted a little bit about it, but... I'm read you guys a tweet, a tweet that, by the way, comes from a Drip Lab. I think it's called. It's like a stats company consultancy. So um, this is actually about Thiago Alcantara. It says, Liverpool's Thiago Alcantara is the player with most interceptions and recoveries in the opposition's half out of all the five top leagues in Europe. Do you guys know or can you guys guess who is the second player after Thiago Alcantara? I'm guessing it's Aurelien Chouameni. Yep, it's uh, Aurelien Chouameni. Uh, with 3.67 interceptions and recoveries per game. So, I mean, that's already huge. 
Yeah, I mean, he is since he is he is fantastic. His contract expires in uh, two summers' time. So Monaco, obviously, if they leave it again, you know, another year, then they're going to get even less money for him. So it's, it's got to happen this summer. And just imagine in two summers' time, Liverpool could, you know, have that Bellingham link up with him as well. And our midfield with Fabinho, obviously, as Chris said, that's it's the cheat code. You know, that is that would be a cheat code of, of epic proportions. So especially when you've got the likes of Elliot and Jones, you know, who, who will obviously be, be more experienced by then too. So, yeah, so we're all... And then, yes, yes, choo choo, get on the train. <laughs> absolutely. Do you know what? I um, I wrote an article and absolutely stole off uh, off somebody's tweets, and um, it's and it said uh, Liverpool's midfield to too many choices to choose from. <laughs> yeah, and on that, that note, we're finish the podcast. Let's <laughs> everyone just clicks off. And on that note, we will wrap it up there. But thank you all for joining us. Uh, It's a huge week ahead, as they all are for the Reds. Um, Spurs on Saturday. And just before the Villarreal podcast, hopefully you guys are listening and Liverpool are through to the Champions League final. Um, But thank you all for joining us. Thank you to Chris and thank you to Dan for being part of the show and part of the podcast again. But from everyone here at The Room, the podcast brought to you by LFC Transfer Room, up the Reds. (laughs) 